Welcome to Bundle Buddies. It's the podcast where we play indie games from itch.io and beyond. My name is Alex Honnett. My name is Matt. Uh, and our host, who's not here, is Eric Taylor Roth. Matt's our producer. Matt, That's hello. That's right. Hello. I, uh, uh, it's fun. This is the first one that we've done just the two of us. It's true, uh, which is why I'm going to say this. We started playing through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality when it was launched in June 2020. It raised over $8 million for charitable causes. We have since added even more bundles and games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 83. We have played 226 of the 3,451 games in our bundles, <laughs> and we promise to play all of them. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Matthew. It's our first Hello. time this together alone, I think. But maybe, I, I feel like maybe we have done it before. Just the two of us? Just the two of us. Matthew, Ooh, Alex man. is the guy. It's just the two of us. Oh, on the line. That's um, right. You know, I um, I think it's a it's a fun one too because we chose a game that uh, we didn't think had anything to do with itch.io, but we learned it actually is tangentially related. It very much does. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're playing twenty minutes till dawn today. Uh. You'll hear, I, I guess I didn't really give it like the, the kind of proper uh, context it needs in the episode, but it was a recommendation of the anime sickos. Uh, it started out as an itch game called uh, 10 minutes till dawn. And now is available on steam for purchase. It's three bucks. Uh, if you want to pause this episode, go buy it for three bucks and play it for a little bit and then come back to it and listen again. I won't blame you. Uh, I think it's a good. I think that's a good call. I think it's probably a good it. call because we get kind of in the weeds a little bit in the second half uh, after we get caught up on all of your COVID media mm-hmm. and sort of other stuff we got going yeah. on talking about our games. Um, Steel Magnolias. Steel I Magnolias. Feel, oh, we're spoiling the episode. Spoilers. Spoiler I know. Tags. I also, but I do want to say, you know, it's it, because you will understand sort of the context of what we're talking about a little bit more if you play it. Um, I would just go buy this game. It's great. It is. I I know it's sort of spoiling or uh, spoiling what we're talking about later, but go buy it, play it, and come back and listen. That's my producer's recommendation. It's worth it. It's yeah. and the game is three dollars. Yeah. It, for yeah. for yeah. What do you what do you millennial? You're gonna go buy some avocado toast? Good luck. That's like fifteen yeah, bucks these no days. No way. What do you even get for three bucks? I can't even think of one thing. You can't even get a fucking cup of coffee these days for three bucks. You know what I mean? Unless it's a like a like a real bad one. Maybe. Yeah. So go out, skip your bad cup of coffee for for yeah. once. Your Shell gas station coffee. Oh man, my sister buys a uh, coffee at the gas station. She loves sometimes, it. Sometimes it's good with like the uh, the coffee, like the vanilla creamer in it. You know, I <laughs> have this very clear memory of being at your house and you guys having soy vanilla creamer. I mean, I'm like, wow, you guys drink this? And you go, oh yeah, it's the it's a great treat. <laughs> It's true. I thought about that so much. And today I bought some (laughs) specifically today. And I thought about you when I looked at, because I was buying oat milk for my wife. And then I would look there and I was like, soy, soy vanilla creamer. And in my head, I heard you say, it's just a great treat. (laughs) (laughs) Reached up and got it. That's awesome. And we somehow found it in the, our conversation now. Wow. Can you believe it? I I, uh, Yeah. I, I'm a big proponent of a sweet cream. We get the sweet oat milk cream in our house now. Has a little. We get it from Trader Joe's. We get it from Safeway if we need it. But as I, as Alex just said, it is a nice way to give yourself just a little spot of sugar in the morning because you're worth it. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it on the weekends because I like to have like a sweet coffee on the weekends. It's fun. Mm, just mm. C- cuddle up with a nice. 
cop DVD of Steel Magnolias. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our cause this week is once again any abortion fund. Uh, we're still donating to the National Network of Abortion Funds Collective Power Fund, which redistributes direct abortion funding to 28 member abortion funds across more than 20 states. It's concentrated in the South and Midwest, where it's often hardest to get an abortion. Uh, it's a really fantastic cause. Uh, it feels like the urgency around abortion has drained out over the last few weeks as it was wont to do, and it's become like the new kind of reality and normal, and uh, these places still need your help. Uh, so please consider donating. Um, all the dollars raised will be redirected to local abortion funds, the front lines for abortion access. Uh, we've put the information on our Twitter page, uh, but also the National Network of Abortion Funds uh, is the website to find it all at. Yeah, there's people need help now more than ever, yep. even though it's, you know, not the hot topic it was maybe a week ago. It's just, I know, it's crazy. Yeah. The news cycle, news cycle continues bad. Yep. No, uh, we're not breaking any ground there. But. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, the news sucks, but we've donated to them. And if you donate and said proof to bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com, we'll shout you on the show. Um, why don't we freaking get going, baby? Uh, let's go. Let's go! Well, we're recording, but we don't have to start it here. We're recording. We, I mean, we do. We start exactly where it records. We provide a unedited, unaltered stream of consciousness brain dump to our what, listeners. What is we thinking? What is what? What we is we thinking? <laughs> what is we thinking? What is we feeling? About the world of games. World of games. It's just me and Matt this week. As uh, you'll hear from us, as I'm sure you heard from us a moment ago in the uh, intro that we will record right after this. Recording on a Monday. Yeah. Um, Matt had his uh, anniversary over the weekend. I did, and it was very nice. And I'm feeling, I got, actually was very productive today. I thought I was going to be a complete slug lizard man. But I got That's a lot that of rocks. things done. Clearing out the nursery room for the baby. Taking wow. the the gaming setup, the office, the music production studio, it's all being put into storage. <laughs> and wow. it's okay. We don't have room. We don't have space. It's the way it you goes. You don't have space. It's the way it goes. I, I will not have time, probably, for... You're going to get into that. You know what you should do? I mean, the laptop is a great purchase, but, you know, people I talk to who have had babies recently who are gamers, they love their Nintendo Switch. You oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the they're playing Nintendo Switch, but there's no reason why you can't be a Steam Deck daddy. You know I what know I mean? that's uh, that's the big thing. I think the laptop was really it's really a productivity tool. It's not for recreation, though. It is a gaming laptop. Is it really? And I gotta say, you got a little hog. It's a little hog. It has a you know a standalone graphics card. And Un poquito piggy. It runs. All the games that I've wanted it to so far, including Red Dead Redemption 2. Wow. And that's that's a classic sapper. Mm. The the resolution's so high. Oh my god. There's so many god. polygons. I still haven't played Red Dead Redemption 2. I've only played like the first maybe ten minutes of Red Dead Redemption. Well, this is a good what what have you what have you been playing? If not Red um, Dead Redemption. If, yeah, if not Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> what have you been playing? You know, I've been playing a lot of Monster Train. I downloaded that again. I tried mm. to get going. Oh, no. You know what I've been playing, Matthew? Uh-oh. This is a game. This is a very strange game. So 
I've been listening to this other video game podcast called Into the Ether. Have you ever heard of it or Aether? No, I haven't. It, it's great. They are both, I think they both work in the video game industry in some capacity, and they're both incredibly enthusiastic uh, video gamers. And they, they kind of have this rule where they sort of only review games that they kind of like or want to tell people about or talk about, which is so refreshing and nice. Right. And they have a lot of really, really sound uh, criticism uh, or thoughts about games, stuff like that. They were talking about uh, Xenoblade 3 as being like the best one in this franchise so far. Best one of like the, you know, Xeno Gears 1 and 2. Xenoblade 1, 2, and 3. They're like Nintendo exclusives, more or less. Right. One is supposed to be a little bit... And they're, they're massive games. It's like 120-hour RPGs, JRPGs, I think. Oh, no. Uh, with like really, really arcane menus and like options and like these crazy complicated branching decisions you can make from stuff. But then also sort of just like central anime storylines that are like right. really cool. And listening to them talk about it, I was like getting fucking hyped i was like dude i'm gonna go i'm gonna go home i'm gonna play xenoblade 3 i'm gonna get it on my switch i'm so pumped about this i'm like getting amped about it right and i get home and it's like 60 bucks and i was like i really want to get that itch scratch i want like a jrpg itch scratching but i can't justify spending 60 dollars right now on a game i just can't i can't do it you know right i got all these bundle games i got so much stuff but i notice on sale is a game called uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Crisis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I had remembered it's on sale on Switch Store. It might not be anymore if you're listening to this in the future, but it could still be uh, if, if you're listening to this sort of in real time. We've just released it. And I was like, oh, well, I remember that being very well reviewed by some other podcasts I like. Right. So I, it's on sale. I'm, I t- tend to like the taste of these people. And it is, it's very Japanese. So maybe it'll scratch the same itch. How did it, you? It does not scratch that itch at all. <laughs> oh no. But what it is, is very fucking cool. I was not sort of expecting what it is at all. It's a very weird game. Very strange game. It's like part sort of straight ahead, uh, real time like strategy sort of like almost like a puzzle kind of thing. Right. And then part strange, like beautiful uh, interactive visual novel. Oh man. There's also like a massive Wikipedia like component of it too, where there's like a wiki in the game. So it's basically like an interactive uh, visual anime kind of a thing, you know, and, and the way that some JRPGs are where it's like, that's like an action anime. This is sort of like a weird sci-fi mystery where you're kind of dropped into this thing. You don't know what the fuck is going on. And then you sort of slowly start to figure out more and more what the actual story is behind this thing. Right. While at the same time, you're engaging these battles uh, in these massive robots that, that are like destroying the city against these monsters and you're like not, but, and that's sort of in the future of the game. So you're kind of uncovering all the stuff that leads up to these big battles you're doing. And the battles interact with the story by unlocking different like progression elements and stuff like that and different things. It's a lot. I've been playing a lot of it and I definitely hit a wall with it eventually where I'm like, it's not one of those games where I am just sitting there and I play for six hours and I look up and I'm like, oh my God, it's been six hours for the time go. It's like, I feel it, but I am really enjoying it. Is it so? Is it um, what I'm looking at right now? It looks like very story heavy. Is it's it like- inc- it's it's basically a story game. 
Okay. It's okay. like not, I mean, very different from the game we're going to be talking about today uh, in the actual sort of review part of the episode. Right. But it's like basically just a story game. It is like a playable sci-fi anime is kind of the way to think about it. Told I mean, out of order. I, uh, I've been trying, you know, I try to get into anime every <laughs> now and then. I it's try. true. I love the way it looks. I love how cool the art can be and like the, the like if there are mechs, I love that there are mechs. Here's my question for you. How, okay, and even in this world of eight, 13 Sentinels, mm-hmm. okay, they're fighting, they're battling a an existential threat, right? Sure. And they have they have time to like in the in the capacity of like be forming like relationships and having long conversations. That's the thing. How do they have these like it's neon Genesis, Genesis Evangelion too. It's like there's so much time. I guess in that one they explain it. There's just so much time between the actual encounters with the aliens. But I don't know. I just always feel like there's I guess it's the nature of anime too. They always like climax in this giant fight. And then there's always this time we're just kind of waiting around. What are your thoughts? How is this possible? What's the question, really? I don't quite understand. <laughs> How do they have time to talk to each other? They just <laughs> do. That's the whole point of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's already animated, so you can suspend disbelief that way. You know what That's I mean? True. Like, That's give true. it give it what you need. I, I think if you're coming to anime being like, I just don't think it's realistic that they <laughs> characters talk to each other when there's so many crises going on. You know, you might be got so you might have something else going on. Yeah, that's probably that's probably my my. That's bad. not the way real people would act. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking for well, that realistic. As anime. I think, like you know, you and I are friends from college, and in our college group of friends, I think I am easily the most vocal anime fan. Oh yeah, know? no question. I think we have some other friends who maybe like anime. That's like the best sort of versions of anime. Yeah, you know. And I think I am like a tier below that where I'll watch like any, any anime one time to see if I like it or not. Right. And most of the anime I see, most of the anime I see, I don't like, I I gotta be totally honest. I think a lot of it is really reductive and silly. And I I think it exists because for some people, that's the only kind of media they'd like to consume. Right. You know what I mean? That's like, it's their preferred uh, avenue of entertainment. And I, I don't feel that way. I like a lot of anime, but it's not my favorite thing in the whole world always. Yeah. But I, when you watch the really good stuff, it's like, oh, God, this fucking rules. Well, there is nothing. There is really nothing like it when it's really mm-hmm. good. I feel like I tried to watch the last one I really tried to watch was My Hero Academia, which I think still is still is like a tier one show. But even that yeah, was hard definitely. for me. You know, like I think that like there's so much. um I don't know. And I think that part of it is you just kind of have to immerse yourself in the world in a way that I haven't been. My Hero Academia is very strange. It's a very strange one, you know, because there's so much going on. Like on one level, there is like this weird sort of cultural understanding of like, like superheroes as a ranked job sort of a thing that's going on. Yeah. There's this weird, very Japanese thing happening in there you know in terms of like framing heroes as like a governmental organization where everyone is contributing their part right like you shouldn't like go out step outside of your station kind of a thing to do certain things right Um, and i do think the show ultimately believes like yeah do not like if you are in over your head get out of there you know what i mean you will not don't be a fucking don't be a hero you know it's like it's this really weird 
uh, dichotomy going on there. And then this other thing of like, if you work hard and pay your dues, you know, you will, if not become the best, become the best version of yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that's so a there's great lesson. weird Japanese cultural like angle going on in it that is so interesting. And it's like, you know, at the end, they don't kill the bad guys. They like hand them off to the police. It's so right. weird. You know, there's not this like renegade American streak going on through that. So yeah, this isn't the boys. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. It's not the boys. Could you imagine? <laughs> but there's a lot of, there's a lot of like anime that's, you know, fucking perverted and crazy and weird. I watched yeah, a YouTube yeah. video the other day. I forget who it's by. Um, Maybe we'll find it uh, in in the the show notes or something like that. But it was yeah. all about like sleazy eighties and nineties VHS anime. Okay. This person had been collecting, and it was it looked so fucking cool. But like you know, midnight anime stuff with like boobs in it and things like that are like people yeah, getting yeah. like really aggressively murdered. It's it's like. <laughs> Totally. That's the anime I grew up watching a lot. Pulpy, more. pulpy anime. Pulpy anime. Yeah. Exactly. I, you know, I, I just watch. I just really have just seen the greatest hits. Watch Trigun, Trigun, however you say it. Watch Cowboy Bebop. All the adults. You love stuff. Cowboy Bebop. I love Cowboy Bebop, but I love it because it's like you love it, Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I love it because it's like a very much so a noir thriller sort of act. You know, it's it's like. It, I I would love it if it wasn't anime. I just love. Oh these. really? Did you like the Netflix series? They oh, made? Yeah. Oh man, I actually pre- <laughs> I actually prefer the I prefer the Netflix series. No, I just no. That's that's wrong. That's I so funny. <laughs> that's so funny that like there's actually like I you know I would like it if it wasn't anime. Well, in this specific anime, there uh, is yeah. an example of they they made it. I mean, the Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson. That's oh my god, favorite. the best! You know, that's for me is the best thing. Is I love to see through the Western lens what we make of anime. That's yeah, my favorite. yeah. Well, we always make it real, and that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite kind of thing. I, like I started watching over the pandemic. I started watching One Piece. Do you know what do you know about? One oh Piece? yeah, I God, One Piece is that the one with? No, I'm thinking of Full Metal Alchemist. One Piece is the one with the kid who wears like who goes to the beach. Yes. So what I thought One Piece was, was like basically Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like a kid yeah. show. Yeah. And it is not. It fucking rocks. It's so cool. It's this unbeatable dude who just like, you know, it takes forever to like do any kind of arc in that show. Right. Uh, they all take forever. But like they're, the payoff is always so cool. And it's the same right. thing. It's like they're all buds. They're hanging on the ship. There's all this character development that goes on. And it's like the one of the longest running pieces of media out there. You know, like I think it started in like 1999 or something like that. Yeah. And anime and manga are still going. Um, is so, it uh, is it pirates? Are they pirates? They're pirates. Yes. But oh, it, it's okay. weird. They, the lens through which they are pirates is very interesting and strange because – they're pirates, but they're pirates who are in pursuit of this other pirate's treasure. And that's what a pirate is there. A pirate isn't like someone who necessarily like steals from other people. Right. A pirate is this other thing. So they're very weird about it. They have like a, a very specific code of honor. And actually the Navy are the corrupt ones in that show, it turns out. They're like the ones who are unprincipled and like bad. Interesting. It's so very, this, this one celebrates individuality and thinking outside of the box and yes, doing absolutely. what you want. Absolutely. So a, a very different kind of thing. There's also uh, an arc in that that uh, wrecked me more than like any piece of media I think I've seen in a very long time. There's They come to this island that's been sort of decimated by these bad pirates. And there is a shop that is 
being guarded by a little dog and the dog will like will just bark at anyone comes close and protects the shop no matter what and it's because the owner of the shop died oh and the dog like just wants to protect the shop because he misses the owner so much and that what feels like his only connection to the guy anymore and so he just barks at everybody who comes oh. by to protect it and so when people try to attack it he, the dog like bites them even if they're these massive scary pirates and there's this fake out moment, spoiler, where it looks like they kill the dog, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that happened. Oh, this is Choo Choo? <laughs> choo Choo. It is Choo Choo. This also I mean, sort of like coincided with me getting a dog for the first time. And so I've got my little doggy in my lap as this dog's happening. There's this sort of dog storyline's happening. Yeah. And it like really affected me. I oh, the dog it. stuff. I mean, you know, the classic Futurama episode. I still oh, haven't seen that episode, and now Oof. I don't think I'll be able to watch it. Oh my lord! I mean that one. I it's Futurama, and it kind of comes out of nowhere. I've seen it probably ten times, and it gets me every time. It it it's it's earned its uh, you know, its reputation. Cult status. Yeah, I don't think I still am like not totally sold on dog ownership. Not and not <laughs> not because I don't think it's amazing and very rewarding. I just don't know how I'm going to deal with it when this dog dies. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like no. I truly, I like, it's not that I'm not sure if it's worth it or not. I'm sure yeah. it is worth it ultimately, but even to feel it at all, like that level of emotional distress, I'm like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. Why would I willingly do that to myself? I, I know. And it's funny. It's like, I've been through it a few times and still I have dogs and I want to continue to have dogs, but like, that's almost, I just, uh, I'm just sort of bl I have blinders on in terms of. <laughs> I have a question for you because this is something yeah. I've been thinking about a lot. You you've had dogs for like your whole life, more or less. Like you had yeah. dogs growing yeah. up and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you're betraying your first dog by having other dogs? That's interesting. I may may might have felt that way in high school or something. You know, like uh -huh. I feel like as I've gotten older and been through the arc of a dog's life. A few times, not that I mean, you know, I, my I, my family had two dogs growing up, mm -hmm. and the second one is still alive, and I I don't know the first one though. It's just like towards the end, you start to feel like it's just it's just right for them to go, <laughs> you know. So it's like yeah, it doesn't, totally it doesn't feel like a betrayal. It just feels like a natural progression, and then like sort of like. I don't know. There's this magic. I would love it. It'd be so cool if like your current dog could meet your old dog. That would be like a beautiful fan fantasy. Oh, man, making but, me uh, cry just thinking about that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Be, yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like, it feels like a continuation, I think. And your, descri your description right there is like the kind of like warm, fuzzy Facebook <laughs> aunt idea that would like result in like some really cheesy but gorgeous art you know of like your old dog in visiting your new dog in a dream and explaining you to them or something like that or some like weird short story where they speak in like puppy dog voices yeah they talk to you and they say thank you and they also say you're welcome you know that's something you know what a movie i watch i so i had covid a couple weeks ago that's right we alluded to it on the podcast i don't know if we actually outright said yeah it. well i um well Actually, spoilers, I recorded, Matt got COVID. I recorded an episode. Yeah, at the beginning, um, you're like, oh, I've got a, Matt's got a bad cold. <laughs> but I was feeling, I felt pretty bad that day. And then the next day, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was really sick for like five or six days. Like it was, it was, 
because I hadn't had it at all before, you know, and I had survived working in an elementary school, sometimes without a mask. And so I like, um, I don't know, it just really hit me. And I ended up staying at my parents' house in my old childhood bedroom because for a long, it's a long story, but Leah's pregnant. We want to make sure that she's, you know, safe and isolated, you know, away from me. Mm. But um, I didn't really have access to like my full gamut of media. Like I had my Nintendo Switch and that was it. And I ended up finding a Chromecast, but I was having so much trouble finding movies I wanted to watch. But the movies I ended up watching were all ended up being these like not, I guess like pretty sad movies. I had a very <laughs> emotional COVID time, a lot of crying, but like good crying at 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 movies. And I got to tell you, have you seen Steel Magnolias? <laughs> <laughs> I have anime. seen Steel Magnolias. They should make an anime of that. Yeah, I that completely is agree a good. With you. That is a good movie. Steel Magnolias, yeah. but in space, on like a weird <laughs> colony or something like that. That one completely destroyed me. I also cried during. That is a really good fucking movie. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. The performances are so good. All the characters are so rich. I can't believe it. Makes me like realize I need to see more theater, because like what playwrights are able to accomplish within the limitations of the stage, are uh, is incredible. Like you can do so much that I feel like when you scale things up to movies, you like lose some of that intimacy or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah. You know uh, me. I mean, I miss your theater. I miss your live performance. Sometimes with dramatic theater, uh, I get really uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Because it's just the, 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 if so, I mean, a good, a good dramatic performance on stage is just like unbelievable. I haven't seen like a, a real dramatic show in forever. I'm realizing right now. I used yeah. to see that with some regularity. Yeah, I guess LA is not a big theater town. You know what I mean? It's different. Oh, it's all about the. It's all. We're about all. We're about. We're about the spectacle. About Netflix baby. lipstick. You know? It's all about Netflix. Bright lights. Either. Netflix. Aren't they? Didn't they buy a bunch of theaters? But they were not play theaters or like movie theaters. I don't know anything about entertainment. <laughs> Yeah, you're East um, Bay, baby. Oh yeah, I'm East Bay. I'll, I know about uh, I know about crude oil and uh, <laughs> progressive politics and the intersection of between the two. It's my life. Um, East, Bay, East Bay gentrification. But the uh, I did play games during my COVID time. What were you playing? I played a ton of Metroid Dread. I probably oh sick, which I finally beat. And uh, what do you think? Compare it to the because you're. Spoiler, but you were uh, big in the Metroid Prime speedrunning community. <laughs> I loved Metroid speedrunning, Metroid Prime, and I like love all the Metroid games. Like I've, I feel like I, I haven't beat. There's a couple I haven't beat, but I've beaten the major ones. And I don't know. I, I'll tell you, it is a really well designed game, and it's but it's a game that like definitely holds your hand and try. It's it's a weird thing because it does everything it can to make the Metroid experience as enjoyable as possible for somebody who's not like super well versed in that. Which thank you so much. God bless. Yeah, exactly. But like it's, but it's interesting because you start to recognize that it's doing all of these little handholdy things by like routing you in the right direction. And it's things that like Metroid or like retro studios and Nintendo has done in the past, but they're just not, it, I think they didn't do as good a job sort of hiding it with this one. But that said, it is a very fun, very cool game. Um, it's beautiful. 
Um, the story is absolutely talking about an, anime, like absolutely ridiculous. Like it, it went to places that I didn't think um, it would go. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy to have beaten it. I've been getting a lot of flack from a couple of my friends from high school for not having, you know, finished it and being so, a supposed Metroid fan. So well, I, I mean, to, it's Metroid. It's Metroid, and I didn't, you know, and they. I have some friends who say it's the best Metroid ever. No way, Jose. <laughs> no way. Not the not the case. Is it the best two D Metroid or Metroid? It's the best two D Metroid ever. It's no. better than Super Metroid. I think Super Metroid is like just. Un- unbeatable. I mean, even like Metroid Fusion, the Game Boy Advance one, is a pretty, a pretty like hard game to hard game to beat. So like, I don't know. It's it's good. I'm I uh, I don't know. I'm so excited for this new Metroid Prime, even though they've released nothing about it. And just the idea that they're putting all these resources into a big 3D Metroid game is has me has me like really excited. So. Yeah, that's what I played. And I also played some more Overwatch, of course. <laughs> the never-ending saga. never-ending saga. And then I did start Red Dead Redemption 2, which is pretty remarkable. How's yeah. Overwatch on the gaming PC? Uh, it's great, but I needed to step away. The PC is just too intense, and I am not good enough with mouse and keyboard. It yeah. just I can't do it. Like People are so – you watch people on like the kill, kill cam or whatever – like I don't know how I need to like go to like school for this or something. <laughs> I think you need to go back in time fifteen years. Yeah, you know it's got to I mean? be a child. And you're losing. You've lost all the dexterity in your hands. You used to have the fast twitchy dexterity. No, and I've had too many IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> you've dulled your dulled your wits with IPAs. <laughs> the devil's drink. I'll never be an e gamer. Esports. The best you could be now is an e boy. E boy. I, I mean, at our age, we have to be like e men. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't even know what that would be like. Do you have to wear like a tube top if you're an e gamer, e boy? I think you'd look good in the tube top, personally. I think so. Tube tops just a tank top with no straps. <laughs> you think about it. <laughs> kind of like a worm top when it's on a man. Oh man, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm getting actually my worm on. It's my worm summer. It's uh I'm wearing a, a long tube top. That's it's not a dress because it doesn't flare at the bottom at all. It's just one very long, uh, <laughs> single piece of fabric with a hood. With with the hood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's summer. Summer of the worm for me out here. It's the worm. You don't have actually. You do have a lot of mobility because it's it's spandex, so you can actually like. Yeah, you interact with the world uh, via sort of this thing, but it's the you're expanding within it. I I think we've happened upon something. We just saw bundles, bundle buddies, worm tops, worm tops, baby. We'll talk to Piss Angeles. He'll make us some worm tops. Piss Angeles, Brian Rodriguez <laughs> McGovern. Shout out the most the most guested BB out there. Yeah, uh, t-shirt designer for the stars. And now the worm top for the <laughs> the the pod boys. All right, so this week we didn't play any bundle games. Uh, we just, we actually took a recommend. It's, it's funny that we mentioned anime at the beginning of this episode because when the anime sickos were on, uh, their latest sort of obsession uh, roguelike game was 20 Minutes Till Dawn, which is basically uh, taking the idea of Vampire Survivors, the, the game of the summer, or I guess of the, the spring into summer, uh, yeah. the, the, this year's, you know, 
Loop Hero. Yes. Sort of game that no one could believe like existed out there. Uh, and 2009 kind of like improves upon that. So I think, you know, back when Vampire Survivors was popping off, everyone did a Vampire Survivors podcast episode. And we didn't. We have integrity. We said no. Know? We said no at that time. People were, sc- yeah. they, were cla- they were screaming for it, you know? Right. We said no. So now people are coming back and doing their 20 minutes till dawn episode and comparing it through the lens of Vampire Survivors. But that's not us. No. We want our opinion about stuff. So we're talking about 20 minutes till dawn and we didn't even play Vampire Survivors. So we're I coming at this thing even, from a fresh perspective. I never perspective. even heard of it. I never even heard of that game. Which that's is, I think, I, that's a little sad. That it's not true. Like I, I, I just think, isn't it more, it's more dramatic if I hadn't heard of it. Um, so we're playing 20 minutes till dawn. Uh, it's cool. Um, it's yes. by Flanny. I think, uh, they probably saw <laughs> how good vampire survivors was doing. And we're like, I could do that. I could make that. And they right. did. Yeah. Uh, shoot down a never growing horde of lovecrafty monsters to survive the night. Choose a variety of upgrades to create a unique and game breaking builds. Unlock a diverse cast of characters and weapons with unique powers. Uh, and that's it. You yep. basically you have a menu screen where uh, you choose what kind of vampire you want to be. You choose what, what kind of weapon you want to be. You can kind of choose the level of difficulty you want to go with, uh, along with uh, a couple other things. There's like different um, kind of additions you can unlock as you go along, especially as you keep on going up in difficulty. And then you just kind of let her rip. Yeah. Um, and then there are enemies that spawn sort of in a circle around you and you shoot them and collect experience. Uh, there's a bar at the top that fills up. Uh, once you get enough experience, you get a new level and you get a new power up and you can select from a sort of a selection of a limited selection of power ups uh, and create these kind of builds that interact with weapons and powers that people have. And then you just get going. Um, Matt, how much of this have you played in, since, since getting it? I, I think I've, I've probably put in about four hours, I think. I have and played 32 hours. Are you serious? Yes. This game Holy is – This I think this game unlocks something in me that I really, really love. Yeah. Is that I'll sit down and play it for one or two runs and then walk away, which right. is n- not what I have been able to do with video games for a very long time short of bundle games. Right. But they're the perfect length of time. Just play one or two. And then walk away for a little bit. Well, I love that the time aspect, it's fixed. It's always yeah. the same amount of time. It takes like 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Or I, I actually was getting really into the the quick play, the 10 minute. Oh, sure. Just because I I was finding it pretty challenging. And I was just, I was struggling with, uh, well, at first, you know, like I think you, there's, there is a little bit of a learning curve for this game yeah. just in terms of, learning the different the like the behaviors of the different enemies um there's you there's not a lot of health regeneration and mm-hmm. man the the like i guess it's the i have not beat it yet i have not gotten through it yet i've uh, beaten it twice okay it's so I beat funny it twice today for the first time the anime sickos were the way they were talking about it <laughs> they made it seem like it was um there's something like it was like easy or something. They were made. They made it seem like you uh, the the real game was like breaking your computer, you know, by like putting so many pixels on the screen. And so, I, yeah, go ahead. You do start to do that because okay. if if the, if you are going to beat it, if the like towards the end, 
you have to get such a cuckoo bananas build going. Right. That's where I die. I die with a minute left every time because there's so many enemies on the screen and like I'm either too slow or my damage output is not quite where it needs to be. Um, But yeah, so I I just must not have the synergies that I need yet or like the the builds. I'm I'm actually like I just got off of a long play through this. (laughs) So I'm like deeply I, I probably would get back on it. I think I'm going to play this game a lot. I wish it was. I know it's coming out for uh, mobile in December, which I'm very excited about because it is like the perfect like bathroom game. <laughs> it does kind of feel like a really good mobile game. Yeah. You just sit, sit in your toilet and play it for a little bit. Um, but I, I got, I love, like I, I got to a point where I was like, lo- I love certain strategies. Like I love the, um, gosh, what was it called? the one the glare sort of stack where you just like cause damage based on your visibility a glare build is interesting i haven't gone that way the two that i've had success with so far are fire and lightning okay yeah yeah. those are the two big ones i think those are the most broken ones matt i'm going to propose something and we can edit this out of the podcast do you want to pause right here for a moment and we'll stream and watch each other play it for a second yeah discord and then we'll come back and talk some more about it yeah let's do it All right, so we've just played what, like, almost an hour of of uh, twenty minutes till dawn together. Pretty much, yeah. We got like an hour in. <laughs> so, what do you think? Now, I mean, having watched it a little more, I see now just watching you play it, just that there's so much uh, variety in terms. It's of about being goofy. That's the thing. Yeah. You have to get goofy with it. But you also have to understand like the how things change. Yeah, and like understand, like I think knowing that if you fire, you know, more bullets, something there's a higher probability of a burn. Exactly, you gotta get like, used to the different things. The way you were playing it was as this incredible dexterity game. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this, like very challenging, quick draw kind of thing. Which is, I think, what the game like. I, before I realized there was more unlockable stuff, I think it really fools you into thinking that's the like what you're supposed to do. It's supposed to be like a skill thing, but right. it just gets fucking impossible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there's like about two minutes left. There are so many like enemies just swarming the screen that there's no there's it's you can't like uh, you know be nimble. Yeah, too yeah. nimble enough to. To get out. You have to start stacking so many synergies earlier on in your builds to be able to really create like some 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 goofy shit. Oh man! Like the one that we just did, or that you just did, it was essentially it was the bat gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gun that shoots bats that seek out enemies, right? Which is and- uh, uh, great. And then there is a character where if her ability is that if you right click, it'll unload the entire clip uh, all at once. So basically, oh. it's just shooting out all of the bats in the clip, and they all seek bad guys right away. Yeah, and they just kind of devour them. Yeah, they then, swarm them. And then we had them causing burn damage. They were causing and- burn damage, and you double up the amount that you shoot so that when you unload your clip, you shoot twice as much. So there's more feeding. If you create, uh, if you give them more bullet bounce, it means they come back and hit people multiple times, which right. stacks really well with the burn damage because they'll keep on applying burn every time they hit so right the burn starts to stack as well and it'll do 
uh, like nine damage every second or something like that with through burn damage. Oh man. Yeah, now I got now I just want to keep playing and I want yeah. to play characters. I I feel like I because I I don't know if I shared this in the podcast yet, but I didn't understand that you could unlock <laughs> new <laughs> characters. So I thought I kept waiting for because I've been playing Risk of Rain two, and in Risk of Rain two the unlocks are automatic, and you just have to get to certain stages, and then you get new characters uh, with new abilities and things like that. In this one, you earn credits for every run. Right. You can spend those credits to unlock guns and unlock uh, new characters who all have exactly. like, individual abilities. Um, yeah, I just uh, that game that I just saw looks so different from the game that I was playing. Yeah, it is very funny because to watch the way, like we started one of the builds that I have done, which is uh, the lightning build, where the whole point is like so every two shots you'll generate like some lightning which is great you know like that's great the lightning like just pings them for some damage it's fucking sick we love a lightning king yes so you want to try to shoot more bullets so that you trigger lightning more often you know and then you want to stack even more lightning on top of your innate lightning ability so you choose a gun with like a high clip that shoots pretty quickly and then you just try to increase that clip as much as possible. Later on, what starts to happen is that you can defeat these bosses, these mini bosses that just sort of appear, and they give you access to like sweet OP uh, like power ups. And one of them is it, it will double your base ammo, half your bullet damage, but uh, increase your sh- like fire speed, like. A hundred percent or something like that. So if you have that lightning ability, you have basically a 66 uh, size clip right now. And then it just shits out lightning like in a row uh, all all at once and just like shocks everyone, just wipes the board. Um, It's great, dude. It's so much fun. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, it's there's now I understand what the anime sickos were saying. Yeah. Now I understand exactly what they were talking about. Because the way that I was playing, I was playing a much more uh, sparse build. Yeah, exactly. Like, and because I, the, ma- the Magnum, it does a lot of damage, but it shoots really slowly. You're not there's not a lot a ton of damage output, but you can't do like that's why I was getting really into that glare thing that I tried out, which is essentially with glare, like you just cause damage if somebody's in. Yeah, there's like a a circle that represents your field of vision, and you cause damage, but yeah, I don't even know. I would now. I kind of want to beat it with just the stock character, the yeah. the first character, just mm-hmm. to do it. But um, I know that's a yeah. watching you play that actually was. I was like, oh, this would be an interesting challenge. What I would recommend doing, what I did was, I unlocked all the characters in order, okay, and all and the guns in order too. And I would just like screw around with them like one after the other because the second character you unlock has way more health, which is nice. Oh yeah, I um. Yeah, you know, I feel like this game. I am like totally in love with this game. <laughs> I, I like, I could totally. I'm, I'm gonna play this for probably a couple hours a day. For the <laughs> well, here's the thing too, and yeah. what makes it, you know, uh, regular listeners might know that one of the things I love to do is get out my recumbent bike, set it up in front of my computer, and then play a game while I listen to like a sci-fi novel or something like that. So this is a perfect. Uh, one for that yes you know the games don't won't go longer than 20 minutes you know so if i'm on there for an hour then i'm playing like three games in a row or maybe more if i die beforehand 
you know, I can experiment with different builds the whole, like a couple different ways. So it feels like fun and cool. And eventually when you get to a certain point, it becomes a fucking power fantasy. You're just like, look at me. I am the destroyer of worlds. You know, it's, it's just a fucking blast. It's, there's something about these kinds of games that really creates this very satisfying arcade loop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, there, there's like a, the, but, but I mean like specifically like so many old arcade games are about dexterity, about the way you were playing it before, about sort of a high degree of difficulty, a high degree of challenge. This is about learning the rules and then learning how to manipulate it to create like the goofiest fucking shit you can possibly have happen in it. Yeah. Well, I think it's clear the fact that it comes with an option to toggle auto aim on and off kind of shows that dexterity is not the name, but this isn't like geometry wars, you know, (laughs) this is like, this is something else entirely. You know, I, I, it's almost so cool. Like the, like all of the guns and the different characters, like I, I I mentioned this while we were playing, but it'd be so fun to play a multiplayer version of this game. Yeah, totally. Two characters like doing um, like having like a different, class or and a different approach to um you know the ability stack because i don't know like honestly now i'm feeling like i want to play like diablo or something <laughs> like i'm feeling very it definitely like, has that sort of isometric like uh what 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 would it even be called like it's not like a beat-em-up but like like a, a dungeon crawl yeah it's like a bullet hell kind of thing is, is yeah. uh enter the gungeon is that multiplayer enter the gungeon i do believe enter the gungeon is multiplayer I never really have you played that much? No, it's a game I never got into, but I've people, it's people, people love it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe that is yeah, it's a bullet hell roguelike, and I do think that it's um I think up to four players, I'm pretty sure. Remote play together. Remote play yeah. together, that's pretty cool. Single player, full controller support. Yeah, um I That's so funny to be like, did we do are we just describing Enter the Gungeon? Is that what we want to play? <laughs> I don't know. Like this game though, I just beyond the, you know, it's clearly it was inspired by vampire survivors to an extent. And um, I haven't really played that game enough to know I've played it at all. So I don't know how it compares in terms of, uh, you know, the way it feels and the way it looks. Uh, but this game has such like a particular art style. And even when there is so much happening on screen, it's very easy to like know where you are. Yeah, that is that is one of the things about it. Like, there's no lag at all. You know, it's just like is. I mean, the graphics aren't like anything to write home about. It's very nice pixel no. art, no. but like it's net. Your my computer's never churning at all when it's when I'm playing it, which is very very nice. So yeah. wait, Matt, I'm looking at Risk of Rain two right now, and it looks like you can play that with people online. Yeah, so Risk of Rain two is a like a multiplayer co-op game and i oh, think man. that i think we everyone should get it i got it on steam on a on switch because it was during my my covid time when all i had was my switch um and it's very fun it's actually like very similar to this except maybe a little bit more uh first person shooter kind of you know like shooter dexterity is required but like a couple of the characters uh have like auto aim and lock on and it's really more about like resource management and knowing when to use your certain moves and like timing things with the cooldown. Cool. Um, it's cool. It's very cool. Yeah. I liked the first risk of rain a lot, but that was like a 2d um, roguelike uh, like side scroller. So it was, it's cool if they like 
fully went for it and made a 3D game. So, man, absolutely. I'm going to wait for this to go on sale and then I'm absolutely going to buy it on Steam. You should get COVID and just, you know, I have not had COVID yet. Don't get it. It's terrible. I wonder if I will at some point. At this point, it's been so long. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I mean, I feel like it was so bad that they should, I don't know, maybe like it should be a national emergency or something. (laughs) Someone should, someone should talk to someone about (laughs) that. They should tell, tell us the public to do something about it. Um, but yeah, I think that this game is awesome. Like I, uh, it's funny. We, I'm you know what the best part about you know what the best part about this game is. Yeah, cost three dollars, folks. That's insane. It's ridiculous. I've gotten thirty one hours now. I mean, thirty two hours out of a a three dollar purchase. I can't. You know, it's like we're we're approaching like bundle levels of value with that. Right. <laughs> I uh, so this game was originally an itch game called Ten Minutes. Right, ten minutes till. Is that till- right? Yeah, so uh, there's a game called Ten Minutes Till Dawn that is on itch. That is, uh, I think, like the the alpha version of the Twenty Minutes game. Um, but I'm, I, it's interesting. Like clearly, the person who made this game understands what they're doing. They're creating interesting feedback. Dude, this, this rocks. You're totally right. Yeah, yeah. So it is. There isn't. It itch. is itch. This is an itch <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. So we're not totally out of. Uh, out of left field here. Oh my god! Of course, this fucking game came out of itch. Yeah. That rips. I think what's cool too is that like, and you can go there right now and play it on the browser. Yeah, you don't even need to buy it. Uh-huh. And I think it's probably, I imagine it's like the quick play version of the game with yep. fewer characters. My thought though is that like this Flanny Flan uh, developer, I feel like they're going to be able to scale this and make something even cooler. Like I want to see more bosses and I want to see like more scope. Like I, I can imagine even like an adventure version of this game. And what I don't feel like it'd be too like much of a, of a stretch of a crazy leap for it to do that. So yeah, I I'm, I'm big fan of Flanny, Flanny Manny. Go for it, Flanny. Okay. So here's the portion where we quickly talk about vampire survivors. Have you played vampire survivors, Matt? I have not. I watched some videos of Vampire Survivors. I uh, down. I paid three bucks for Vampire Survivors, maybe fifteen minutes before we started recording, and played through once. I made it about five minutes. It's also very fun. It seems nice. Okay. It's got a different kind of vibe, though. Um, but you don't control when you shoot, which just feels insane to me after playing uh, this game. You know, where you're actually controlling what's going on so much more. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You could try to do it sort of a dexterous uh, build, uh, dexterous build like challenge, you know, to try to like make it really tough for yourself. I don't think that'd be possible in the other one because you're just not controlling as much. Is Vampire Survivors also just like an arena or is it uh, like a series of levels that you progress through? I think it's just an arena, but it seems like maybe there's a little more going on under the hood in terms of like enemies and stuff like that and some stuff yeah. that happens. It seems a little more complex. But I mean, was Vampire Survivors made by a like a team? I, it seems just a little bit more robust. I don't know. We Wouldn't should. surprise me. Yeah, it's by Ponkel, so I don't. I don't know actually. It could be a man. It could be a person. Could be a team. Ponkel. Ponkel. Um, yeah, I, I also do want to see the the. I want to play this on my phone, not Vampire Survivors. I mean, maybe Vampire Survivors, but. 
I definitely want to play 20 Minutes Till Dawn on my phone. I also feel like 20 Minutes Till Dawn just looks cool. It, it just like cool. has like a good like anime sort of aesthetic and like yeah. compared to the like 90s computer graphics of Vampire Survivors, which are charming in their own way. But um, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of of 20 Minutes Till Dawn. I'm uh I'm I'm gonna you know be looking out to see what they what they do next. Me as well. So are are you a pass or a play? I'm 100 percent a play. I mean, you're a, you're a complete moron if you don't buy this game for three dollars. <laughs> that's that's my my feeling. <laughs> I I uh, I completely agree. I think this game is fucking rad. Um, if you're a, a biker or if you just like little sort of arcadey roguelike experience, is it's like it's great. I I really had a lot of fun playing it and just picking it up throughout the course of the day. You know, getting up. Doing some work for a while, taking a little break, playing some Vampire uh, rather some Twenty Minutes Till Dawn, putting it down, folding my laundry, coming back, eating lunch, doing some work, playing a game of this. You know, it just is like a nice little way to break up the day, exercising, yeah. playing a little bit. Like it's great. I'm very very happy with it. Thank you to the Anime Sickos for the uh, the, the tip. Yeah, thank you guys. That is, uh, it's a very, very cool thing. I also, you know, the roguelike is really, there's a reason why these things are so popular. Because like you're saying, it's just, it's nice to, you feel that sense of surprise, but you also feel some control. I like in this one that you get to choose your upgrades as you're, you know, Mm -hmm. like leveling up. Like, I think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is a healthy, fun feedback loop uh, that, I think like, what do we call them? The idle games kind of feels yeah, like an idle exactly. game, but if you want to really get into it, I think you can. So the, uh, yeah, the, it's weird though, comparing it to like, like you're saying, like, you know, if you just stick something on this, then you have a game that I, you could spend a lot more for. Like if it's, if you add, I mean, not obviously, cause this is possibly the most polished version ever, but like Hades level polish. Right. You know, right, right, the loop right. on this is so much fun. You could definitely figure something out. I think, and that's what I, 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 that's what you're craving. I want that. And like, it's not to, you know, I don't want to disparage this, but you're not someone who's like loved Hades. No, that's true. And, but honestly, maybe, maybe I'm realizing that once you get more powerful in Hades, you know, if you put the time in, uh, it's maybe it starts to feel like this a little bit, which interesting, maybe the power fantasy is what I seek despite my, you know, my, my ethical gamer, uh, identity you know? <laughs> <laughs> well this has been alex and the ethical gamer signing off for today's episode you must share your controllers with your siblings oh that was a great episode of bundle buddies i think that we are getting very good at this i wholeheartedly agree i wholeheartedly agree that's good. I, your 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 agreement is it, it was tacit, but now it's spoken. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week we've actually got a guest again, which I'm excited about. Uh, it's Malert or Malhurt. Uh, uh, they're a drag queen in Chicago. They're amazing. Uh, they're going to be on the podcast for playing Night of the Consumers, Blast Rush, and Rusty Lake Hotel. Uh, won't you join us by playing those games? Um, but in the meantime, follow us uh, on Twitter at Bundle Buddies, Bundle underscore Buddies, or www.bundlebuddiespodcast.com. That's it.
Matthew, anything you want to shout out before we end the pod? You know, I think that it's a nice time to remind people to be kind to other people around you. And you know what? Treat yourself by finding finding a game you wouldn't normally play and uh, just giving it a chance. You know? Wow. These, <laughs> these have been nice thoughts from the ethical gamer. Ethical gamer. <laughs> He's back here. again, folks. <laughs> finding my way into every segment, I think. I think uh, I'm, maybe I'll do like an Andy Rooney style ethical game. You know what's really ethicaling my gamer these days? Go up. It's uh, it's good. Uh, <laughs> All right, pal. I love you. All right, I love you too, Alex. Bundle Buddies is produced by Bundle Buddies is produced by Matthew Haddock. Our theme music is Roll Music by Neo Shiki. Roll Music by Neo Shiki. Uh, I can't remember. What does he say? Bundle Buddies Podcast Gmail.com. Uh, oh yes, and then he says, um, okay, we can get that. Do you want to do it? Or I think I think we just got it. We got it? That was it. That's it. Again, bundle buddies podcast at gmail.com. Roll music. Uh, to say that wait, then we have to say you need to email us to say hi. Hi. Perfect. <laughs> wow. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>